over the last several weeks, we have examined the message of the Bible. What does the Bible teach us? What does it say? Does it have a theme running all the way through it, or is it just a collection of a lot of different themes? Well, we find as we go through the scriptures that the, that the Bible presents one main theme all the way through. And it uses a variety of ways to express, to teach, to reveal that theme. And so we began at the very beginning to look at this theme as it runs through Scripture from the very beginning. Now, we won't obviously conclude everything, but we'll just take it a step at a time and see how God reveals himself in the Bible. That's the message of the Bible. His self-revelation. And we've looked at some of the things already that we have seen in Scripture in the very first few verses that we find in Genesis. I've given you the sheet again that has the verses that state this theme of God's revealing himself and how he does it. And we'll read these verses again this morning and we'll just look at one of them. So the first one we find is from Genesis 1.1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then Psalm 19.1-6. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. And then from Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 20, we read, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse." We've looked at just the very first four words of the first verse in the Bible, beginning in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God. And we've seen God's pre-existence. He existed before he created the world. Self-existent. Uncreated reality. As I said previously, real, real surpassing the reality that we observe here real, real and that he exists as a spirit doesn't have a body like you and me 
he exists as a spirit. We also see from those brief four words the name of God. God. It comes from the Hebrew word Elohim. Interestingly enough, that word Elohim appears as a plural noun. Not singular, plural. Now you might ask, well, why is that significant? Because the Bible teaches, beginning in the very first four words of the Bible, carrying through all of Scripture, that God exists as three persons, one essence. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now this first verse doesn't reveal all of that. But it does lay the groundwork for it. Because it comes as a plural word. Now we'll notice, in this very first chapter, the plural used more than once for God. For example, in verse number 2, now I don't have it on the sheet that I passed out to you, so I will, I will read it to you from the copy of the scriptures that I have. You can jot it down, and you can look it up later if you want to look at it. But it's Genesis chapter 1, verse number 2. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then verse number 26, in the same first chapter, says this, Then God said, Let us make man so in the very beginning we see the introduction of the unity of God in plurality that doctrine runs throughout scripture more fully revealed and explained in the New Testament But here's an interesting one I want you to notice. The first four words here are, In the beginning, God. Do you know what the first three words are in John chapter 1? In the New Testament? In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was was God the same was in the beginning with God who's the word we read on down through chapter 1 of the gospel of John until we come to verse number 14 and it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten son of God Jesus Christ before he took on human flesh existed in the beginning he took part in creation along with the Father and the Spirit unity in plurality we also see revealed to us here in these four little words at the beginning the exclusivity of God 
we don't see him saying, I am the chief god of many gods. There are many other gods out there that you will discover, but I am the one who creates. In our modern era, we have a false belief regarding God. We find it in our day very popular to believe that every culture has its own God. They all have equal equality among them and between them. And my God is no better than anybody else's God, whether here or in India or China or Africa or South America or wherever you want to go. It doesn't matter. Their God is every bit as much God as your God. And on top of that, there are many of us who have developed our own gods. I like to think of God as... And then we have a description of the God that we have created out of our own minds and our own thoughts and desires. Not true, my friends. Not true. Only one God exists. He has revealed himself to us in his word. He has revealed himself to us in his creation that we all observe, whether here in the United States or whether we go to Europe or to Asia or to Africa or any of the other continents on the globe. We read from Psalm 19, there is every word where it is spoken, they can see God's handiwork. And recognize God and know that God exists. Only one God can rule and reign as God. The dictionary will tell you that. God reigns as a supreme being, ruler, creator. No other gods can exist. He doesn't reign as the good God and somewhere there's the bad God. No. He's not the best God of many gods. No. He alone exists exclusively as the true and living God. And he reveals himself to us through the pages of what we call the Holy Bible. And we can confirm it by what we see about us. Four simple words. But the beginning and the foundation of God's self-revelation to you and to me that we can know Him. We can fellowship with Him and He with us. In the beginning, God... And he has given to us ways by which we can know him, understand him, fellowship with him. Therefore, because he has revealed himself to us, 
maybe to some of us more than to others. Maybe some of us don't have as much understanding as others. We have enough understanding of God that we can begin to worship Him, to honor Him, to love Him, to obey Him, and above all, to trust Him. As we examine further revelations of God in future studies, we will see that He has made provision for people like you and me, who because of the sin of Adam and Eve, which we will study in a, in a few sessions, a breach entered between God and His creation. But He sent His Son who participated in creation, who came centuries later to become the Savior for sinners like you and like me. And by simple trust upon Him, we can be reconciled back to God. Isn't He a great God? Isn't He a God beyond our ability to comprehend and to understand fully? That's true. But we can begin to know parts. And we begin to understand things. You know, God won't judge us for what we don't know about Him. But He will judge us for what we do know about Him. And all of us know God exists. And we all know the historical figure of Jesus. It's only a short step to understand that Jesus came as the Son of God to make provision for people like you and me. I pray that the Spirit of God will open your eyes to see these important truths about God that He has revealed to us and made known to us that we might trust Him and trust His Son, Jesus and begin to experience the work of the Spirit of God in our lives making us ever increasingly like Jesus. What a transformation that will be. Let's close in prayer, shall we?